and welcome to Lit Liturgy. This is Becca Midiki Conlon. I'm the pastor at St. Paul's Lutheran Church on the south side of Easton. And I am Lydia Posselt, and I am the pastor of Family of God Lutheran, which is in Buckingham, Pennsylvania, about an hour north of Philly. And we are Lit Liturgy, your favorite worship podcast with a twist. Um, a little bit about our name. We are Lit Liturgy because we like to be amazing, happening, popping, on fire, so totally cool, and turned up. Also, <laughs> but lit also means super drunk, and we won't be getting super drunk, but we will be drinking. And today we're drinking some hard stuff. Yes, not, not just beers today. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we have sex the sexton single malt uh, Irish whiskey, and I have to read the label for you. Have you read this? No, I have okay. not. Please read. So this was also this was recommended to us to drink by my husband, who was a sexton for a while, <laughs> and this is what the label says. Up in the cold, gray, northern reaches of County Atrium, which I'm sure I mispronounced, the sextons tend to the spirits, digging the fresh graves of the river brush graveyard and planting stones, crosses in the soft mowed grass. Show up just before dawn when the dew is glistening on the headstones and you'll catch the cool morning breeze carrying the fresh scent of unmistakable oak from from a breathing cask. Not casket. Follow that sense into the crypt, and you might find a locked door, faintly glowing in its edges through that door. Find the rows of beckoning European oak, once the sacramental cask of fine sherry, now brimming with aquavit. You see, to be a sexton is a spiritual trade, and whiskey is their favorite spirit. This is like a story. It's an entire story. story that you read on a bottle. So, so you come into the to the graveyard in the early morning hours because you've been drinking all night, presumably. And I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's good. I like it. Good. You aren't normally an Irish whiskey person, are you? No, I don't usually um, indulge in that, but it's good. I, like I tend it. to do more bourbon, but my husband loves Irish whiskey mm-hmm. and scotch. It's good to expand one's horizons. Yes. And so, do you have a sexton at your church? Yeah, we do. Because, well, custodian, you know, sexton type. What we is call the custodian. title? We call oh. him a custodian. We have a sexton. Okay. Um, is there a difference? No. I was going to say. It's just if you want to use the churchy term or not. Yeah, churchy. So. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Good stuff. But anyway, um, <laughs> enough about... Enough about the whiskey. Enough about the whiskey. A little bit more about us. Uh-huh. Uh, so we, our entire purpose is to talk about liturgical worship, but have some fun, innovative, creative things to do. And we are going to be talking about that, but I'm sure at some point we'll swear because, well, it's us. Yeah. And before we continue, we should, as always, thank our amazing theme, our theme musician. We should not thank our theme music. We should thank <laughs> the person who wrote the theme music, Brian O'Dean. And Lydia has had one sip of whiskey thus far. This shall be a it's fun been a rough podcast. Week, you guys. So today we are talking about Advent. Wee! It's coming. It's coming. Which is also a very Advent thing to talk about. Oh, it's like we just do- oh dove just, right in about just... coming. So... <laughs> anyway, oh boy, this so is what, be fun. Let's talk about Advent. What is Advent? What is Advent? That's a really good question. When the rest of the world is like full on Christmas, I mean already it's yes. November when we're recording this. Yes, Halloween has passed. It's done, but Christmas has been like close on its heels. And <laughs> I know. But Advent is, of course, the period of the church year where we are waiting and preparing for Christmas. Yes, kind of out of, almost like out of sync with kind of what 
the rest of everyone else is doing. Yes, and you can embrace that being out of sync or you can uh, fight it in some ways. Or fight it. Yeah. War on Advent. Yeah, have your war on Advent. And really, there's not a war on Christmas because if you go in any store, there's not a war on Christmas. Yeah. There is a war on Advent. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's intended to be like a time of reflection. Um, originally, it was sort of a time of penitence. Yeah, it was like a mini Lent a in mini some Lent. ways. Now we're a little more hopeful yes. <laughs> in, the, in the penitentiary, in the waiting, in the, in the time of reflection. Yes. And this year, it's in the lectionary, we start year C, and so there's... It's so many songs. That's like song, song, song all, the, all the time, which is cool. It's like a big Luke musical. <laughs> Which I think is kind of fun. They should make an Advent musical. I'm surprised they haven't already. That's not Godspell. <laughs> right. Well, not an Advent no. musical. Because like, that's sort of like the first half of yeah. the portion of every Jesus musical. <laughs> but just have one about Advent. That'd be pretty cool. So besides the not embracing Christmas yet and being anti the rest of the world, there's some other old debates about if you do blue or purple yes. pyramids. Yeah. Um. We so last year we had to spray paint our fake candles blue because they were purple. Oh. Well, they they died because they were like the plastic candles with the oil insert, so they died. So I have blue candles on the way. Ooh, on the way. Oh, you're waiting for them. Yes, waiting already. They've been mm-hmm. ordered. So they've been ordered, and <laughs> we're really getting into this Advent. <laughs> I like Advent. It's one yes. of my favorites. Um, um, yeah. But you'll always hear from people who are upset that you haven't sung Christmas songs, Christmas carols yet, and it's already like December twenty whatever. And right, there's like the Christmas creep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that I think it's in every congregation. And sort of like, why why can't we why can't we just sing the Christmas songs? And if you put one or two in there, you we're, know, we're not going to judge you. Yeah, and we're actually gonna. We just I just met with my worship committee last night, and we're I think we're doing a Christmas carol every week, but it's. Other than Joy to the World, which is on Advent 4. Which is technically an Advent hymn. Yeah. The other, but everybody thinks but, it's a Christmas carol. Yeah, like, carol. so you can get away with that. The others are all, like, the not-as-well-known Christmas carols, so mm-hmm. Love Came Down or things like that. So. Yeah, which is a great idea. But yeah. there's so many great Advent hymns. Yes. Um, so bust those out, and we can talk well, about them. they aren't all great. Right. Because it used to be a little mini Lent, so a lot of them yes. are very dr- funeral drudgy. Yeah, <laughs> but there are some really good ones. Yeah, they're really fun, especially ones that are from other countries, and we can talk about that a little bit later. Um, And along with the Christmas hymn, creep, creep, there's the when do decorations go up? Yes, because you got to, everyone wants to decorate before Christmas, and everyone, you know, whether you do like a hang of the greens litany, um, you're going to, you're, you just are, you're just going to, you're going to decorate before Christmas. Yeah, and we're actually going to do... And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more, but in themes. But we have we decided that our Christmas tree this year is going to have symbols for each of the four Sundays of Advent, and we are going to put the Christmas tree out so it's there on Advent one, and then each week we are going to add uh, a symbol to the tree, so the tree will get decorated throughout Advent. Ah, so like I, Advent Christmas. Yeah, and that will just be the Advent decorations, or those will just be the decorations on the tree on Christmas Eve That's as well. Cool. And so I haven't decided yet if we are going to do, oh, like, you know, week two, the wreaths will appear, and week three, something else will appear. Probably not, but mm. 
We haven't figured that out. Yeah. So what are you doing for Advent we, decorations? We're, we're, we're decorating for Christmas on the 16th. And so for the first two weeks of Advent, I'm doing a tie-in with, we're currently in our stewardship season. And in addition to like handing in pledges, I'm going to have them hand in um, a cutout of a hand. And I decided to make, put but it on not their paper, own hand cut But off. not their own hand cut off or cut out. Um, it's like a palm, kind of like an open palm. And uh, for the first two weeks of Advent, I'm going to do kind of what I did for the season of bread. And I'm going to decorate the altar um, with these kind of cutouts. And then when we decorate for Christmas, they'll come down. So that people can see it's a tie-in to like stewardship and remember, oh yeah, like we're just not handing in our money pledges. We're pledging to do God's work. Do God's work with our hands, which if you're ELC Lutheran, you know what that means. Yeah, it's it's our (laughs) slogan. It is. Uh, Yeah, I think for my... um, Quilters are in the midst of making a, a new Advent banner because our old one kind of got damaged during the fire. And then we're also going to do something. We have all these stained glass windows, but we have blank space in between them. So we're going to do some banners that are of the blue in between um, that are just going to be like basically very basic blue fabric and then like a symbol on them or a candle or something. They won't be professionally made in any way because they will last this year at least the decoration and then maybe the blue will come back the fabric might come back next year or the following i figure if i don't put a whole lot of work into it then they won't be the same decorations for the next 30 years that you have to have up that is true we like to do that in the church yes speaking of traditions that you might want to mess with yes mess with traditions (laughs) mess with traditions stir the shit someone yes disturb the shit yep yep uh so Advent, for many years, has been four weeks, but it hasn't always been four weeks. I think uh, historically and in other parts of the world, it's been six and or seven weeks. Um, uh, you might want to try, if you want to extend the season of Advent, you could try beginning on the Sunday closest to November 11th, which is St. Martin's Day. Which is for us, like, literally two days from now. Yeah, so you... The podcast might go not go up by then. Yeah, which is fine. Like, if you, But you could... You could consider starting Advent early. Like, that's a cool thing. Um, yeah. In other parts of the country and our world. Yes. <laughs> and both. Um, Advent is... It's kind of a rushed season, so to have a few more weeks might be kind of neat to explore. So, yeah. And again, cr- Christmas is already in everywhere else in the world, so... Yeah, this is true. All like, the stores and advertisements and everything else. So. You can't beat them, join them. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well start Advent sooner. Well, so. Yep. Um, so some themes. Uh, if, if you want to go off lectionary, there's a lot of different themes you can do. Um, and you can even pick some themes using the lectionary. But a few that are off lectionary. So what we're going to do is uh, the theme that is about no Christmas without her, which came from a young clergywoman. Uh, it came from the Young Clergywoman International Facebook page. It was suggested by Elizabeth Gr- uh, Grasham. And it's uh, looking at the fact that there are five women that are listed in the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew that are Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba, and then Mary. And so her suggestion was Advent 1 is Tamar, which is no Christmas without the trickster. Advent 2 being Rahab, which is no Christmas without the sex worker. Advent 3, which is Ruth, of having no Christmas without the foreigner. And Advent 4, which is Bathsheba, having no Christmas without the survivor. And then on Christmas Eve, doing Mary, no Christmas without consent. So I'm actually going to do this, but with the... Four, I'm not going to focus on Mary on Christmas Eve. Or maybe I will. I haven't figured that out yet. Um, That'll be the next podcast. Yeah. Uh, So I have written up a document that I will share with you all that is 
of the four weeks of Advent, and they are um, the different uh, each week. So for Tamar, it has a, her the primary reading for it, and then two secondary readings, one from the epistle, one from the Gospels. Description is the childless widow. Candle is of hope, so they're one of the four Advent candles each week. Another description is also justice. Uh, she her shadow side is grief because in the midst of all of her being a childless widow the grief that she had I have a symbol which is scales which is what we're going to decorate the Christmas tree with um, and then the slogan is going to be no Christmas without justice and so for the uh, so for Advent or I've written a call to worship a lighting of the Advent wreath a prayer of the day an offering prayer a preface um, a Thanksgiving at the table, an uh, invitation to communion, prayer after communion, and blessing and dismissal. A lot of those were edited from the ELW, where basically there is a bracket of um, where insert person's name here, insert description here, insert candle here, insert shadow here, so that it can be the same each week but with slightly different words. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I. Like I said, we just picked hymns yesterday, so I'll put those up as well so you can look at at least what hymns that my congregation picked for each of those. Um, And I will share that with all of you in some fun way because it's a Google Doc. That's such a cool idea. Oh, and then this was suggested to me, and I have not yet opened the book, but I do have it. Uh, There is a book. You haven't read this yet? No, I haven't read this yet. Oh, it's so good. We should... Tell them what it is. <laughs> oh, so the book is called A Lineage of Grace, and it's uh, five novellas, which are about those five women. And it's They're so God, good. Francine Rivers. You are like the third person to tell really? me. Really? It's all historical fiction. Um, so I'm looking forward to reading it in preparation for Advent. Um, so I will get probably reading tomorrow and curl up because it's supposed to be a rainy, nasty day anyway. So Yeah, we'll enjoy. Like yeah. I, I, remember, I read them many years ago, but I remember enjoying them yeah but if that's um if you want to do something on a slightly smaller scale than that um that's that's a great idea but um you can use what you already are probably decorating with in your um christmas decorations you could the preparation of the using the nativity scene that you probably already have or six of them we have like these four Ours is super tiny. I haven't figured that out yet. But anyway, um, yeah, so in the nativity set of each week, you can have this the set and the animals and Joseph and then Mary, like, you add just keep to adding it, them, yeah. Add to it each week, and you can decide that based on what the readings are, um, or just go off lectionary to pick something that talks about Bethlehem, and you can focus on some of the. Um, prophets and then uh and for the set and then you can do another one for the animals or maybe do another one for joseph and another one for mary so that the scene is set yeah. for come christmas eve and don't put the wise man in yet <laughs> wait on the wise man <laughs> yeah till epiphany anyway it's another podcast uh another interesting idea if you kind of want to do something a little bit more out there is Sammy Johnson, also from the same Young Clergy Women International Because the Young group. Clergy Women are just awesome. Because we are just amazingly creative. She is uh, doing something called Treasures of Darkness, which is an Advent theme that is a corrective to sort of the light-dark dichotomy that we as white European descent Christians have par- as part of our liturgy and to explore 
darkness as a theme in Advent, especially as the light itself is getting less and less, the sun is setting earlier and earlier. Um, if you've read the Barbara Brown Taylor book, Learning to Walk in the Dark, that is an excellent book that explores um, how we can, how the dark has lots of things to teach us about faith and about trust in God. Um, and she's, and some, from that discussion, the idea to extinguish a candle each week instead of light each uh, different candle each week. So you start with four candles and then each week you um, extinguish and then you try to find hymns that maybe explore what it means to kind of be in the darkness and the waiting period. So that is kind of fun. And that's also a good transition about Advent wreaths. Yes. Let's talk about um, Let's do that. So the candles are love, joy, hope, peace in some order. I can never remember the order. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I made up an order for I made up an order for the four women based on their stories. Right, and you so, can do that. Yeah. Um, where do you do your lighting up? The yeah, I'm right? changing it because last year we did it at the very beginning, and it felt really awkward because it's like, do you stand? Do you sit? When does the family or whoever's lighting it? Last year we did like groups of like ministries. So mm-hmm. when do they come forward? And so this year I'm moving it to after the the. Um, after the gathering hymn so that the families or whoever's lighting it has time to kind of come forward, get into place. We're going to stand for it really kind of at the beginning of the service at any point, wherever is the most natural play around with it. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I haven't decided on mine yet, but I think that's what, what we're going to do is it's going to be after the, it's either going to be after the call to worship before the gathering hymn or after the gathering hymn, before the greeting. Right, yeah. Or something. Any I don't spot know. in there kind of makes sense because, like, to start right out of the gate sometimes feels a little awkward. Yeah. But if it works, do it. Yeah. Our, and, you, and you had ministry groups to eat? Last, last year, we, I think we had, like, I had someone from, like, a couple people from the bell choir, a couple people from, I don't even remember, like, the different, some people who did, like, a particular ministry do it. I think this year we're going back to families because we have them now. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I think either one is awesome. Uh, and we were talking earlier about different songs. I mean, the most popular in the in the ELCA right now are probably Light One Candle for to Watch for Messiah or um, that other one. Uh, he came down that we might <laughs> yeah, have. Yeah, he came down. Blank. <laughs> yes. Um, so... Uh, but there's other ones. I mean, I think we're looking for a camp song right now uh, because my uh, music director wants to do something that's on the guitar and a little bit more contemporary and peppy. And um, so I think we're going to end up more campy, but that's okay. Yeah, that'd be fun. Just pop in that different word each verse each week. Yep. And Advent wreaths are a great thing to do as like a Advent party thing with your congregation to make them or you can even make the candles where you dip the candles or color them whatever um some other things you can do is i just learned this doing some research literally 15 minutes ago (laughs) of uh, a cradle to cross wreath which has 24 spots in it that you use for the 24 so it's more like an advent calendar in some ways and you light a candle each day as you journey to advent and or journey to christmas and it has a uh, like a little wooden figure of mary on uh, a donkey as she goes around and then you use it again during lent but the there's a wooden figure of jesus carrying the cross and then it's 40 um candles that you can light as jesus lights as the cross as jesus goes so it that's kind of has that symbolism of reflection yeah 
or two sides of the same coin or yeah. yeah. Another idea that I know someone does um, that came off of I think the Killing Sunday School Facebook group that somebody takes a giant they took it like a fifty five pound uh, gallon drum and that's their base and then they have a like a platform. Uh, that they build an area on and they have the four candles and so it rotates throughout the four and uh, that's cool yeah and then they have people come up and they don't light the candles as much as they put figures up to show so like last year I guess they did Daniel in the lion's den during Lent and so they had during Advent yeah (laughs) Uh, that that season that comes before Christmas so they have just different figures. So if you want to do something about like the four women that you can have the four ancestors be up there or you can do something else to represent those. And so it's kind of decorating the scene. And I think she did that during the kids' sermon so they can see these like, I'm kind of thinking it's almost like a felt board but three-dimensional. Right. And you could do, if you had a playground, you yeah. could put that in there. Oh, that would be super Well, cool. I want to put that in the playground. Oh, yeah. that Because candles. Kids. Oh, there's still candles in yeah, it. Yeah, I was just candles. imagining there was just the figures. No. I guess okay. you could do LED candles. Yeah. So, anyway, so something else that you can do. So, play with that, the wreath. It doesn't yeah. have to be really old school. Doesn't it look pretty in all its brass and shininess? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, um, if you want to pl- also want to play off of the. I feel like everything now is advent calendars, which is fun. Like Aldi has like wine and, and, cheese. and cheese. But we can't get the wine ones in the state. Oh yeah, I know. That was super sad. But go get a cheese one. And yeah. Like, you know. But there are other things you could do in the church besides chocolate. Yes. I mean, well, Starbucks has them and there's Lego ones and there yeah. I there's an ad that I had appear on my something today that was for like beauty products. Oh yeah, like Sephora and stuff is yeah. like doing like beauty products. Like that bit a bit misses the mark. <laughs> but if that's your jam, we won't judge. I, I make it one for my husband quite often that is beer. No, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. I put a different a beer in a bottle, a beer in a bag for twenty four. So I get like four cre- create your own six packs. That's pretty awesome. So yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. But if you want something a little bit more religious, for instance. (laughs) What? um, And maybe not just an advent calendar. Um, There's, we talked about it last year about Donk in the Living Room, which is where you wrap the nativity sets and figures. And I think that story only has like 10, but you can easily expand it if you have, you know, different animals and shepherds and. Or if you want to do like the Christmas lobster. Yeah. (laughs) From what? What is that movie? I don't remember now. Oh, I was thinking of the Hanukkah um, Aardvark. Is it from Friends? No, I was thinking. Oh, Love Actually is oh. like the second Christmas lobster. You mean okay. there was more than one? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, you can also. There's another book called Star from Afar, which is kind of like Elf on the Shelf, but you but hang better. this. Yeah, much better. Uh, you hang the star in a different spot each day, and that's you, cool. And you prepare. I like that. Um, there's the idea of the reverse advent calendar, uh, calendar where you put something in a box each day that's a donation. So whether that's cleaning out your closet or you add food for a food shelf or something else. Do some sort nature. of kit for some sort of ministry. Yep. And then you can also make a Jesse tree, which there's all sorts of um, websites out there that if you just Google that shit, you'll find it. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> I love that expression. Yeah. 
that and strong hermeneutic of suspicion. Yeah, I love that. Strong hermeneutic of suspicion. I've used that often. Lately. I'm so glad that's becoming a phrase. Yeah. Anyway. It's having a moment, as is the word, the phrase having a moment. <laughs> Honestly. So let's have another moment about kids, or at least like children-friendly yeah, so, events. So last year, I was just like, okay, I'll be honest, I, 90% of the time is like, oh crap, children's sermon today, what am I going to do? do it all the time. And so last year, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do a children's sermon series on different Advent slash Christmas traditions that have things that are in the church. So I did the calendars, and then I gave the kids a calendar, so that was week one. I did... Uh, the wreaths, nativity sets, and trees. And so I just, uh, Christmas trees. And so I just talked about them each week. And it was just glorious to not have to come up with a children's sermon. So do a children's sermon series. series. Yeah, because when then did we you, talk about that? Never. No, and Only then you here. can explain, and then you can explain this, because a lot of adults don't know that the candle has, the Advent wreath has four candles for the four weeks of Advent, and they represent different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. So... Also, if you're going to have some sort of like Advent event or Advent workshop, yeah. um, if you don't want to make Advent wreaths, because I think a lot of churches, like that's when they take that opportunity to make Advent wreaths. Yes. If you're lucky to, enough to have like really beautiful uh, clear glass, clear glass, the um, room oh, dividers, yeah. like of the doors, which my church is lucky enough to have. The first, When I walked into my church for the first time, I was like, we are painting these windows for Advent. Yeah. So um, get some painter's tape, get someone in your congregation who has graphic design skills or even just someone with rudimentary you know, picture skills. And something I've done is I've bought uh, graphic designs off of Etsy. And yes. then you can have the things and then you just blow it up on your yes. copier for to fit your windows. And you, yeah, and as long as you kind of like get someone who can kind of eyeball it and just outline it in painter's tape. And then you just put sticky notes saying, all right, these figures are in black. And then you can just go to town with yeah. whatever else is going on. It's easy cleanup if you use kind of your basic like tempera paint. Yeah. Um, there's people who have done this. So like Google that. It's easy cleanup. I would recommend clean up on Epiphany. <laughs> so yeah. you paint in Advent, clean up in Epiphany, do something, do it after church, make it a lunch. Yeah. Boom. Families, they love it. Yep. Yeah. So you can have something like that or you can, you can even just do it during a your education hour yeah, as you well. Yeah, you can do it whenever you want. Sometimes evening, trying to find teachers as it gets closer to Christmas is a little bit hard. So. Yeah, so this is an easy and fun activity to do yes. during that time. So, um, so do an intergenerational activity day. I mean, you can make Advent calendars. You can make Advent wreaths. You can paint... Um, windows paint things you can make banners you can make christmas or other decorations for your trees have fun like make something make some make stuff teach kids about advent and their parents because you know adults need that learning too because we you know yeah anyway anyway something else that always happens during advent and children with children (laughs) doesn't always happen during advent thank god yeah is the advent the christmas pageant Church Christmas pageants. Yeah. Aren't they, they love? they cute? Look at the kids. Oh, he's Aww. like, he's picking his nose. The little oh, sheep is picking his nose during. The kid's got to have a meltdown because he doesn't want to go on the stage. Oh, Mary forgot her lines. Oh, oh, oh Mary just dropped baby oh, Jesus. Oh, no. What are we going to do? Good thing. Where's Joseph? Doll. Where's Joseph? Actually, <laughs> when, legit, when I was in high school, Mary got a nosebleed. Oh, no. All the stress <laughs> got to her. I can't be the mother of God. 
<laughs> this is too much. So oh, so much pressure. Yeah. Anyway, make now it, that make we're it easier. You know our opinion, apparently. Do there are so many out there where you can do like the instant Christmas pageant? Yes, just Google it, and lots of people. Basically, you just the day of. Five children, 12 children, 20 children. Adults, doesn't matter. And this year, just looking ahead, Epiphany is on a Sunday. It is. Do it either the Sunday in between Christmas and Epiphany, or do it on Epiphany, because then you can include all the wise men and not have liturgical police come after you. (laughs) Right, because they will come after you. Yeah. (laughs) So just something to look ahead. But also read those... Christmas pageants beforehand because some of them are really oh, shitty theology. I mean, horrible theology of like. Right. I, in my last call, a fifth grader wrote two liturgically or like theologically sound Christmas pageants. Yeah. And she should publish those and they were amazing. Yeah. But, and then the ones so that better. you can purchase and are published are just horrible. So, right. yeah. So have your please. fifth grader write it. Yeah. <laughs> Read them. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Something else that also happens during Advent is the uh, Blue Christmas, or the Longest Night service. Um, often it's on the longest night of the year, which is December 21st, but you can also do, move it to December Sunday morning. The 23rd. That's uh, an option. Since it's so cr- close to Christmas, yeah. you can do that. And that's often used as like a healing service. It's to acknowledge that not everyone is filled with joy right then, that there's people who are experiencing their first Christmas after a death or after a divorce or after major crap that has happened in their lives and... Not everyone is having a rosy Christmas. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons when I was writing the Advent stuff for the um, the four ancestors of Jesus, I had a, a, sh- a shadow side to them of like grief and despair and trauma mm-hmm. um, because we need to acknowledge that that's in the world because if you go into any store right now, it's Merry Christmas! It's happy. Everyone's happy and everyone has like huge families and even like you could even use that opportunity to speak to people who are single. Yeah. Like, you know, because you know they're going to get go to their home and be like, why aren't you married yet? Right. It's going to be the question from all the like exactly. great aunts and it's like, let me take my coat off before I answer that question. Right. So, yeah, so they're very good. It's, it's a really good opportunity to, like, acknowledge that not everyone is having a Merry Christmas right now. Yes. So, anyway. If so, you don't want to do that on the 23rd. Right. So, the fourth Sunday of Advent is is the 23rd, which I, last year it was the 24th. So, like, we had some kind of special services ideas that you could do in the morning. But why not do something special in the morning of the 23rd and yeah. not preach? <laughs> because... The next day is Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do the lessons and carols thing that I did last year, which was basically um, Advent uh, hymns that we didn't get to, specifically ones from around the world, from other countries that um, we weren't able to get to in the four short, or the, actually the three other Sundays of Advent. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Um, last year, we did a baby shower for Mary that went really well. We had some cr- uh, craft projects, and we had more of a conversational sermon, and we had people bring in gifts for the local women's shelter and it went really well so that's something you can also do on the 23rd because you know mary's about to have the jesus she needs the uh, car seat to bring him home in the jesus the jesus she needs a car seat that is straps to a donkey right (laughs) can we pick that up at the bed bath and beyond if not at least a baby bjorn baby bjorn (laughs) all right should we go more specific with shots yeah let's go specific shots um, we didn't have a BYOB, so get on then, everybody. 
Get your BYOBs in. Anyway, so the Advent one is December 2nd. We're just going to concentrate on Old Testament and the gospel for yeah, the yeah. shots um, because there's just there's just so much going on. And yeah, yeah. Um, have yourself a simple little Advent. So <laughs> I like it. Should we sing it? Yeah. Have yourself a... <laughs> we haven't drank enough for that, obviously. <laughs> anyway, the Old Testament is from Jeremiah 33, which is the righteous uh, raised up from the line of David. It would be fun to do since we're going into Christmas, Christmas trees everywhere, do some sort of family tree, like a church, either a family tree or some sort of church family tree of like who invited who and who brought who into the congregation. Um, you could do like a tree of the different ministries of your congregation. So kind of have fun with, you know, you're, you're already surrounded by Christmas trees, Christmas yes. trees everywhere. So kind of do something kind of off of that theme. The Luke passage is from Luke 21, which is the, basically the end of the world. The destruction of the temple is foretold. It's the lesson of the fig tree. Um, you could focus on signs that Christmas is coming. Um, you can introduce the idea that the sanctuary will have decorations. If you're doing some sort of adding to your decorations each week, you could talk about that, how like every week you're going to be adding something um, and as a sign of Christmas coming. Um, you could also have people write down what does give them hope, especially since this is, you know, right now seems pretty hopeless yep. and it'd be good to give share and that, signs. And that. that can be part of your decorations. Like if you want to put the tree up and you can have, um, those glass or plastic round balls that people write on or, you know, add them to the walls or whatever that they can write out hope, uh, or their hopes as well. Yep. Advent 2 is December 9th. Uh, it's Malachi 3, 1 through 4. It's about no justice. So have an advocacy day and you can write letters or talk about justice movements that are supported by your greater church and how your local communi- community can help in that. I just actually came back from a conference all about advocacy, so that was awesome. Um, Luke 3, 1 through 6 is the gospel reading. Um, just a side note, Luke 1, 6 through, 68 through 79, which is Zechariah's prophecy, is used as a psalm that day. So part of that. More Luke, singing. Luke the musical. Luke the musical. <laughs> uh, so John the Baptist uh, is what we get. We get adult John the ba- Baptist about the voice crying out in the wilderness. So to add to Luke the musical, sing some Godspell in there. <laughs> Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Um it's also about changing hearts and lives. You can talk about what that means. And if you want to continue with this adding decorations, have people write down what their sins are, maybe how they want to change their lives. And it can, you can maybe bring in new year's early because we've already have Christmas early. So might as well bring new year's early. We're all looking toward Lent right now anyway. (laughs) And it is the new new church year anyway. So happy new year. um, It can be like a resolution type thing. Yeah. All right, Advent 3 is December 16th. The Old Testament is Zephaniah 3. We were talking about, like, where the heck is that? I know. I had to sing the books of the Bible song to find it in the Bible. Yes, we don't usually have stuff from Zephaniah, so that's fun. Um, Rejoice, O daughter Zion, is kind of what the text is coming up. Shout, Israel. Rejoice, daughter Jerusalem. Um, more celebratory stuff. So talk about what what are they celebrating this year? Kind of in in the, take a moment to stop in the midst of all the crazy, and to talk about what are we celebrating in the midst of all of this kind of crazy, depressing, kind of scary time. Um, so take a moment to do that. The Luke three um, reading is seven through eighteen. More John the Baptist, and this is fun because it's you brood of vipers, you children of snakes, all that 
yes. fun Advent pre-Christmas cheer that you're spreading. Uh, it's where he's talking about if you have... You all suck. <laughs> you all suck. <laughs> yes, you all suck. If you have two shirts or two coats or whatever, you must share it. If you have food, share it. If you have food, share it. And so when I was writing down the show notes, I originally wrote down... Two shits. Two shits. So if you give two shits... If you give two shits, you should share what you have. Do advocacy that a week before and then people who still give two shits can... Right. So if you give two shits and I have two shirts, do a clothing drive and or a food drive yes of of some variety to to show that we do care for our neighbors and um we're not a brood of vipers although that's sort of we do act like it sometimes but this is a good opportunity to not do that shit has been the swear word of the day um (laughs) advent four is on december 23rd as we've mentioned a few times it's micah five uh it's a ruler from bethlehem will rise up to lead Israel out of oppression. Um, and it says he will be one of peace. So you can, again, if you're adding to decorations, uh, write down what brings you peace. And then uh, the gospel is Luke 1, 39 through either 45 or through 55. Because if you do up to only 45, then you normally use 46 through 55 as the psalm, which is the Magnificat. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Magnificant. Yes. <laughs> Magnifica, uh, <laughs> Magnifican, uh, and it's not Mary getting knocked up in the Lord. It's Mary's already pregnant, and she goes and visits uh, Elizabeth. So it's the fetus John the Baptist leaping for joy. So fetus John the Baptist. So he's a time lord. <laughs> yes, like we, we were, were talking, talking about this earlier. John the Baptist is a time lord. Aka, just just so y'all know. Yeah, he's not Benjamin Button because it's only been three weeks, so he can't have gone from an adult to a fetus in that time. But maybe Elizabeth's the Time Lord. Maybe she is. Ooh, <gasps> let's give Elizabeth some power here. Yes. All right. So we are both Doctor. And Mary is her companion. There you go. There we go. We Good Doctor. Figured Doctor it all out. <laughs> and blue for the doctor. So you can write down what le- what makes you leap for joy, um, or makes you want to leap for joy. And again, this is maybe a good day to have a uh, baby shower for Mary or Elizabeth. So yeah. Shots. As that was we, a shots. Yeah, we aren't going to do the December thirtieth because that's Christmas, Christmas season, and, that will, and that's coming. You have to wait for that. <laughs> it is at Advent. We need to ha- anticipate. Anticipate. Yes. Anticipate. Yes. So for our chaser today, we want you to check out AdventDoor.com. That's all one word. AdventDoor.com. Um, it's a website called the Advent Door. Entering a contemplative Advent. And there are some really great resources on here. There's some great, um, each Sunday of Advent also kind of has their own thing. There's some great artwork, especially if you want to explore some of the more serious themes of Advent, darkness, that kind of thing. Um, We want to raise to your attention something called uh, Illuminated, an online journey in the heart of Christmas 2018. It is an online contemplative retreat. Um, It does have a cost to it, um, but it sounds like it could be something fun and interesting to do during your advent that you don't have to carve out extra time to travel or to go to a place. This kind of goes right into your inbox um, and is something that you could add to your spiritual practice for the season of advent, uh, but not feel like you have to kind of get out of your schedule uh, in order to do so. So check that out, adventdoor.com. Yep. looks pretty awesome. Yeah, and they have, as Lydia said, a bunch of other uh, resources. So there's like a book uh, about called 
night visions, which is searching for the shadows of Advent and Christmas. Ooh. So that might be good, especially if you're doing that, uh, focusing on the dark. Or, yeah. Or, um, or if you're doing a um, uh, longest night service, blue Christmas service. So um, so just some things to check out. Yeah, so check that out. It looks awesome. Yeah, so go and do that between before we come back, which uh, next time we'll be talking about Christmas. We will. Because we've taken our break from our... Uh, part Ordo series. Ordo. <laughs> so, in the meantime, you can check us out um, on Facebook or on Twitter uh, or email us at litliturgy at gmail.com, L I T L I T U R G Y, or just search for us on Facebook or Twitter for under Lit Liturgy and you'll find us. And give us those BYOBs. Yeah, what have you done for Christmas that's fun and exciting and different? Yeah, especially to get away from like the sacred cow aspect of Christmas. So, please. Tell us what you've done. I'm rolling my eyes <laughs> so really hard right, right now. Yeah. So many sacred cows. So many. It's a herd. It's a whole herd of sacred cows. <laughs> Thanks again to Brian O'Dean for our lovely theme music. And in the meantime, this is Becca. And this is Lydia. And we're reminding you to always drink and plan worship responsibly. It's not magnificant. Magnificant.